Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And in particular, me and Claire have a book club that we, you know, share. And each time one of us chooses the book, we read through it and then we review it together. And we tell you about our thoughts as we go. And on the side, we read our own books. Now, we've both just been on holiday, so we've had a bit of a break. And we've come back and we've finally finished to the lighthouse by virginia wolf so we're going to summarize with our thoughts about what we thought about the book give it one of our ratings will it be a return a fine a renew or an overdue and obviously a return is we didn't like it a fine is we didn't really like it but we also haven't given it back yet it's kind of the book that's left in your bag Yeah. Then we've got the Renew, you know, we've taken it out multiple times, we've enjoyed it, and then we've got the Overdue, we're never giving this book back because we love it. Just so everyone is clear on our rating system, as I haven't really (laughs) gone through it in a while. (laughs) For any new listeners. Claire, what did you think? Oh, it was... Do you know what? I've I've not done much reading of my normal book because I've been trying to get to the end of Virginia Woolf and I don't know why, you know, 50-odd pages should take so long. I I just don't get it. I mean, I went on holiday and I was by the coast. I was like, to the lighthouse, it's got loads of water themes, I'm by the ocean. This should be like the perfect book. I should read it quickly. And, And I agree with you. This part two of the book took such a nosedive in terms of interest, pacing, and just the point, really. I felt like the point of this book, once one key character wasn't in it anymore, it just felt very hollow. There wasn't anything that was drawing me to it. I I really struggled with this second part. It took me a whole week to read, and it's really put me in a bit of a reading slump, I'd say, because I was just like, Yeah, I think... I would agree with you. I actually feel like I felt like Lily because I believe she was in a slump. Yes. And I I do think on reflection, Lily was the main character of this book, but it wasn't really made clear. So I just felt like the book didn't have any direction in the second part. We didn't really know the characters that well in the second part. I I just didn't see the point of this story, if I'm honest. It was a a nice dissection and reflection on society at the time but also I don't think it said enough to make it an important reflection on society at the time. No and it was it was quick flashes of things that had gone wrong in their lives it was like oh um Prue's marriage marriage was was on the rocks not much said about it but you know it had that bit it was just it was a lot of that wasn't it and yeah. uh, but it was a, it was definitely a lot of Lily grieving over Mrs Ramsay and the mm. the boat trip across to the lighthouse. How can that take so long for them to get across the sea to it? It was crazy. Yeah. I just for me the tensions in this book didn't draw me in enough. Like I didn't care if James didn't like his father. No, no. I didn't care if Lily finished her painting. Um, <laughs> there, there just there wasn't enough for me. Did you get the feeling that Mr. Ramsay was had a bit of a soft spot for Lily? I think he did, and I think Lily was of the impression that she wasn't going there. 
Yeah. She was remaining unmarried forever. Yes, I think so as well. I don't know. The writing in this book at times, Stream of Consciousness, it's never been my favourite genre. I would probably say it's one of my least favourite because I just can't understand it. I think it's above me in terms of what I enjoy. I want a story that's telling me what's going on. (laughs) You know, that's clear to follow. Mm -hmm. But... I did enjoy the lyrical nature of this book and the descriptions of the ocean and how there's this calm and rise and fall and I, I enjoyed that the story almost felt like the waves and you could mirror that but English cleverness aside it was a bit of a dry and boring read. Yeah I I, I think I, I enjoyed little parts of it I enjoyed the I think my favourite bit was when they were all around the dinner table that was, yeah. I think that was probably my favourite bit of the book. And that's probably why the rest of it, it was such so hard to read because we'd hit the climax and the pinnacle of the book and literally it was downhill from that point. Well, yeah, because when something happened that was quite tragic, the story was lost after that, I felt. Yeah, I agree. So in my terms, I have to give it a return, I'm afraid, Sophie. No... That's fine. I mean, I've always wanted to read Virginia Woolf because I just felt like it was an author I I wanted to read and I thought I'd broaden my horizons with a classic. But I agree with you. I think on this occasion, Virginia Woolf's To the Lighthouse will be a return from me as well. Um, There just wasn't enough in it that would warrant me moving it up to a fine position because I just don't think I will ever revisit this book and I, I wouldn't want to. No, but the cover's nice. Thank you. (laughs) I still appreciate the book. And somebody will pick it up and read it. And Mm. um, uh, there's so so many people that love this book. Yeah. So, you know. So we move on. (gasps) We move on. And it's over to your choice. And what have you chosen for us? Well, I have returned back to the junior fiction market or YA market. And this one is actually a winner of a Carnegie medal. And the book I have chosen, which is actually a a bit of a classic, I would put it in, the category of a classic, is The Machine Gunners by Robert Westall. So... One of the reasons I've chosen this book is I have had it recommended to me by someone who said it is a brilliant book to read. It's very entertaining and they read it when they were younger and loved it. But also they recommended, they gave this book to a very well-known author, Keith Gray. And apparently this is the book that got him into reading because he was a bit of a reluctant reader and he was given this book to read and he absolutely loved it. And that, that this book, I feel, set him on his pathway to writing. Keith Gray, you may want to comment on that. But, uh, <laughs> that's the story I'm going with at the moment. So we are going to read The Machine Gunners by Robert Westall. Shall I read the blurb? Yeah. I acquired your book, didn't I? You did acquire my book by some shady means. Yes. Book feet, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Once a librarian, always a librarian. And that's all we need to say. It was acquiring books. Okay, it was payment. It was payment. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, here's the blurb. Chas McGill has the second best collection of war souvenirs in Garmouth and he desperately wants it to be the best. When he stumbles across the remains of a German bomber crashed in the woods, its shiny black machine gun still intact, he grabs it, he grabs his chance. Soon he's masterminding his own war effort with dangerous and unexpected results. I was going to say, how did this book pass me by? When I was younger, most of the books that I read were all war fiction. Really? I don't know why. I was very um, obsessed with reading war fiction or animal stories. That was the kind of reader I was. And this was published in 1975, so I'm surprised I I didn't read it. Well, it's not one that sounds right on my street. Yeah, it's not one that I've come across either, so... But apparently he was born in 1929 um, and grew up during the Second World War. So he's obviously been... I think he's written another book, Blitzcat and the Scarecrows. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this will be nice to read after Virginia Woolf. I hope so. <laughs> so let's let's see how it reads. Let's hope the language isn't too complicated for us. So chapter one. When Chaz awakened, the air raid shelter was silent. Grey winter light was creeping around the door curtain. It could have been any time. His mother was gone and the little brown attaché case with the insurance policies and bottle of brandy for emergencies. He could hear the milk cart coming around the square. The all clear must have gone. He climbed out of the shelter, scratching his head, and looked around carefully. Everything was just the same. Same whistling milkman, same cart horse, but there was too much milk on the cart, and that was bad. Every extra milk bottle meant some family bombed out during the night. He trailed round to the kitchen door. His mother had the paraffin heater on and bread frying. It smelt safe. There were two more panes of glass out of the window, and his father had blocked the gaps with cardboard from a Nestle's milk box. The lettering on the cardboard was the right way up. Father was fussy about things like that. Father was sitting by the heater with his pint mug of tea. He looked wary, but still neat in his warden's uniform, with his beret tucked under his shoulder strap. You remember that lass in the greengrocers? The ginger-haired one, said his mother, still bending over the stove. Aye, a direct hit. They found half of her in the front garden and the other half right across the house. She didn't believe in going down the shelter. She was always frightened of being buried alive. From the way his mother hunched her shoulders, Chaz could tell she was trying not to cry. Chaz's father turned to him. Your rabbits are all right. Chinny had some glass in her straw, but I shifted it. But there's six panes out of the greenhouse. If it goes on this way, there'll be no chrysanthemums for Christmas. It won't be the same without chrysanthemums, said his mother. Her lips were tight together, but shaking slightly. Here's your breakfast. Chaz cheered up. Two whole slices of fried bread and a roll of pale pink sausage meat. Tasted queer, not at all like the sausage before the war, but he was starting to like the queerness. He ate silently, listening to his parents. If he shut up, they soon forgot he was there. You heard much more interesting things if he didn't butt in. I thought we were a goner last night, I really did. That dive bomber. I thought it was going to land on top of the shelter. Mrs. Spaulding had one of her turns. It wasn't a dive bomber, announced Father with authority. It had two engines. 
He came down on the rooftops because one of the RAF lads was after him. Right on his tail, you could see his guns firing. And he got him. Crashed on the old laundry at Churton. Full bomb load. I felt the heat on my face a mile away. Mother's face froze. Nobody killed, love. That laundry's been empty for years. Just as well, there's not much left of it. Chas finished his last carefully cut dice of fried bread and looked hopefully at his father. Can I go and see it? Aye, you can go and look. But you won't find out but bricks. Everything just went. Mother looked doubtful. Do you think you should? Let him go, last. There's nought left. No unexploded bombs? No. A quiet night, really. Lots of our fighters up. That's why you didn't hear any guns. Can I borrow your old shopping basket? Said Chaz. I suppose so. But don't lose it, and don't bring any of your old rubbish back in the house. Take it straight down greenhouse. What time's school? Said his father. Half past ten. The raid went on after midnight. War had its compensations. I tell you what, I went all in for the accent and then I was like, wait a minute, I think that's his mum that's just said that. <laughs> but I was doing the male accent. So. Oops. No. His mum just had a moment. She just had a moment. Uh, well, I, you know, good opening. I, I know yeah. what we're going for. I know what's happening. Very easily yeah. understood. I know who's talking and why they're talking. So far, Claire, so good. <laughs> yeah. I Bit understand of a war read. Yeah. Uh, there's no difficult words there, but then we are reading a junior fiction, so hopefully it should be should be pretty good. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, hey? But we are going to read up to chapter six. That is yes. right, isn't it? Chapter yeah. six, We're going to read up 50. to chapter six, which is, yeah, page 50 in this book. So do join along and read with us if you've never read The Machine Gunners. Um, pick it up, give it a read. You should be able to find this one at your local libraries. It's quite a common common book. I don't know how it got past us both. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be discussing our thoughts on the Machine Gunners and we will be reading up to Chapter 6. Um, so do join in. But what else have we been reading? Oh. Other than Virginia Woolf, which took us most of the time that we were off. I know, I've been, I've been rubbish. I'm still reading uh, Grey Bees by Andre Kirchhoff. Um, so I'm probably about three quarters of the way through this book so uh he's he's recently moved his bees and is staying near this town and uh he's he's been getting friendly with a lady actually so he's got an ex-wife and a daughter who don't live with him anymore but he's moved his bees so that they produce more honey because they need to because where he was living they wouldn't survive otherwise because there's nothing nothing for them to go and collect their pollen to create the honey really so uh, anyway there's this female called Galia and she's been cooking for him and giving him plenty of vodka and selling his honey for him and they're becoming a little bit romantically involved yeah and I'll say no more so it's a bit of a love story. Friend with benefits kind of thing. Oh. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Sort of a love story. But apparently this lady, she is um, hot stuff in the village and uh, every, there's a few men that have been trying to drag, you know, get her attention and have been unsuccessful and he's he's marched in, marched in close by and stepped through the door and, yeah, warming his toes by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that description. Very, very oh. good. And, and drinking honey vodka and things like that, yeah. Honey vodka. Yeah. Amazing, but... Do you have any idea where the story's going? Or no, I don't really just... have much idea. I, I, I keep thinking something dramatic's going to happen, but nothing. It's just a nice story about him and his bees and meeting lots of different characters and a little bit about what's happening in the war. And There was a funeral that took place in this village and tradition is, is that when the, the van is coming through, this person was murdered and everybody has to go down on their knees. You have to go down on your knees when the, the the procession is coming through. And he clearly had some political reason as to why he didn't want to do that. And he he was and he stood for ages and everybody was down on their knees and they were all staring at him harshly as to why he wasn't getting down on his knees. And eventually he did go down, but he feels like that he didn't want to do that. So there was definitely some political reason behind that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm not quite understanding the the war type thing. I, I I'm not sure whether which side he is particularly on. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know whether I'm not quite understanding it. But I don't think he's on any particular side. A little bit. I think he's kind of in the middle a bit. But um, I it's a nice it's a nice read, and it's got it's got some just some interesting characters in it, and I I like his relationship with with Pashka, which is the the man who he lives, is in the same village as him, and they are the only two people in the village. But he's obviously, he's moved away from the village at the moment. But uh, I like their relationship. It's a very frenemy. (laughs) I'm reading a bit of a a mystery book, which you, it's kind of like a a puzzle book, but it's it's called Myrtle. It's very popular at the moment. You could probably find it in most bookstores. And it's written by J.T. Carver. And the reason I like this story is that it's basically... It's a puzzle book where you have to solve murders through deduction. But each murder, you follow a detective called Detective Logico. And there's like a little short story that you follow about him and why he's at these murder scenes. And then the suspects have their own descriptions and the weapons and the places. And even though you're solving a logic puzzle where you solve the murder, when you go to see if your answers were correct, there's like a conclusion to the story. Um, And then obviously you roll on to the next one and it all links together and you have like reoccurring suspects turn up and it's, it's really, really funny and tongue in cheek. And it does feel like you're reading a story, even though you're actively engaging in solving crime. So, for example, in the first case, you know, we've got a description of the weapons and one of the weapons is an aluminium pipe and the description is safer than lead unless it hits you in the head. (laughs) And it's just, (laughs) it's things like that where everything's very funny. You know, a heavy candle, heavy enough to kill and yet it lightens the room, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's um, very, very tongue-in-cheek, very silly, but also really fun logic puzzles and I enjoy following the stories and watching how they all link back to each other so it's it's like an interactive story in a way and I'm really really enjoying that kind of experience that's the book that I'm sort of reading before I go to bed and doing the puzzles and yeah I think it's refreshing my palate after you know 
uh, Virginia Woolf to get me back into reading yes, and I hope yeah. Machine Gun as well as well because I did have another book that I was reading which was The Death of a Bookseller and I just haven't I haven't picked it up since you know starting Virginia Woolf or finishing that and I, I don't really want to go back and read it so I think I just need a hard reset doing something fun you know reading something a bit silly and then hopefully I can get back into it yeah that sounds like a plan that sounds like the sort of book the one you're reading the myrtle uh, mm. that a reluctant reader would probably enjoy reading because it's got a little yeah. bit more other things to do as well a bit of interaction in it yeah and I would say that even though it's a it's a puzzle book there is a story there to be read and uncover mm. and enjoy and it follows on and I would count that as reading you know um, it's a bit like when people think that mangas or graphic novels aren't considered real books and I'm like well they are because you're still following a narrative and enjoying a story and, and reading what's going on so now that would be one for us to read we've not done a graphic novel yet have we we've not we've not as a book actually. club <laughs> I mean you both read a lot of graphic novels in the library I want to know when Kiara Smith's releasing her next YA book Oh, yes. Sorry, I know that's completely unrelated, but I was thinking of reading graphic novels in the library and then I was like, I want to read her books. <laughs> why hasn't she written any more books and why haven't I read them yet? <laughs> we'll have to put a plug in for her to do that. Yeah, Kiara, if, if, oh my gosh, if I met Kiara Smith, I'd just be like, why are you so funny? <laughs> She's so funny. I yes, just, she is. I, I would just want to be her friend, which is a creepy thing to say when you've never met anyone. But there you go. <laughs> huge stan, huge fan. But yeah, maybe graphic novelists want to look at. We've not done a graphic yeah. novel, and we've no. not done a comedy. No, no, we haven't. No, not done a comedy. Have we done a not romance? Yet. Uh, no, not really. No, no. Done a bit of a horror. Little bit of a We've psychological a of horror. horror. We've not done a thriller. No, not yet. Or a play. There's still so many things we've not read, Claire. This is our first war slash history book. Yes, yeah. So we're not going to be stuck for books to read, that's for sure. We'll Absolutely. keep the variety. So much to uncover. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to read up to chapter six of The Machine Gunners by Robert Westall. And before we sign off today, quick vocab lesson. Oh, yes. Because I found this new feature on my Kindle and it's amazing. So these are some of the words that I highlighted whilst reading To The Lighthouse because I didn't understand them and it's put it in this vocab builder. So, do you know what the word impertinences means? Impertinence. Impertinence. Is it where, are you being quite forthright? Are you pushing yourself on somebody? Something like that? What does it mean? A bit. It's a lack of respect or rudeness. So saying something when you shouldn't or being rude or I guess if you're being pushy in a situation. Ah, so I kind of was on the the right, on the right path. Uh, What about consonants? Consonants. Consonants. Mm. I'm not sure about that one. Go on. Um, agreement or compatibility between opinions or actions. 
Oh, okay. Because when you said it, I was thinking countenance, which is actually, you know, your face, isn't it? But it's yeah. very quite different to that. I mean, the well, way she how used did she it was, use it? Miss, Miss Ramsey seemed in consonance with the quiet house. So oh, okay. she felt compatibility, agreement with the house. She felt the same as the house. Interesting words. Uh, and final one. I mean, I've I've got about th- like I've got fifty five words in here, but uh, one cos- one. cosmogony. Cosmogony. Oh, cosmogony. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't the, know. Cos cos cosmic in space. Yeah, yeah. The branch of science that deals with the origin of the universe. Oh my goodness! So I was, I was somewhere there, wasn't I? You were it? somewhere there. But I also <laughs> was thinking cosmos, part of the yeah. universe. But I didn't know it was actually yeah. the word for a branch of science. So there you go. That's my three words that I've shared today that I did not understand from Virginia Woolf. But just know that there definitely was about thirty or forty words. But we don't have time <laughs> yeah. for all of that. But there you go. Fun little game. I'm sure as I read, I will find more for you. <laughs> fantastic i think we're gonna make that feature though aren't we yeah we will we'll have to try and find a word each week in in the books that yeah. we're reading at least uh, try and build our vocabulary as, <laughs> as we loved doing that when we uh, worked in the yes. library but yeah that is all from us this week make sure you follow us on our instagram at lounging with books and comment let us know what you're reading let us know if you found any crazy words and the meanings of them but otherwise it is goodbye from me And it's goodbye from me.